0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is going on, folks? Welcome back. It's another episode of Believe in Commanders. Anthony Armstrong here, the original 1-3. Brian Murphy on the other side, bobbing his head, got the W on his head after the win down in Atlanta, but now the Commanders are getting ready to head up to East Rutherford, New Jersey, to face the one in five Giants. Uh, and the Commanders are sitting at three and three themselves. Brian Murphy, what's going on, man? How are you doing?
1: Uh, not too. I'm good. I'm great. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm excited for another game, as always. I think the Commanders have a real shot to build some momentum. But yeah, sitting here on a Thursday, I'm doing pretty well. How about you, my man?
0: Man, it's good. The sun is shining, birds are chirping, the hundred degree weather has ceased, and and now we're hanging around in the seventy eight degree weather. So it's a right. it's like slightly chilly. You could wear a jacket, but you could go like uh, no, you know, with uh short sleeves if you felt like it. You know, so you yeah, have options kind- here.
1: It's kind of that way. It's chilly in the morning, so it gives you a nice little kiss of fall. But then it reminds you it's the south, and then you're sweating in your your long sleeves the rest <laughs> of the day. So, uh, hopefully, we're inching ever closer to it being cool all the time, uh, and and really getting to fall weather.
0: Yeah, you know, because that because right around the corner, Halloween's coming up. Uh, let me ask you: Do y'all have a Halloween costume? Do y'all do like family costumes, or do you like individually get it done?
1: I don't know that uh, I don't know that mom and dad are going to participate, but baby brother is old enough that he's waddling or not waddling, crawling around. So my daughter, uh, which is funny, you probably know this. They get obsessed with a show and then they go off it and then they come back to it. So we've been all about Bluey. However, oh, yeah. she all of a sudden remembered Vampirina, and so we've oh, got a Vampirina cool. costume ready to go that she's been wearing every day for the last week. So maybe maybe
0: the, a costume change is in, in yeah. store.
1: So va- right now, Vampirina, uh, what are we? Two weeks out? Yeah, two ish yeah. weeks out. Vampirina and uh, a bat, a little bat for baby brother uh, right okay. now, but that's subject to change. So don't right. don't don't feel too confident on those odds.
0: Okay, well, you know what? Don't worry about those odds. They're not on bed online, but you know what else <laughs> is. Every, other sport and esports and race books casino games as well betonlineag that's your number one spot for your sports betting needs not for your betting on halloween costumes going on down in the murphy household but right now the commanders are two and a half point favorites over there at bet online 37 and a half is the over underline and, and, and you it is low it is low but i have a feeling that this could be something a little bit more exciting where you may want to look at the over on this one but Bet online number one spot for all your sports betting needs. You got football, baseball, basketball, hockey, Formula One, martial arts in there as well. You got some soccer, tennis. Uh, and like I said, badminton's also there. You got some poker, a little casino, some live betting, and a lot of free contests. So if you are brand new to that space, check it out. Use our code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Get that 50% welcome bonus. And that's where the game starts, BetOnline where the game starts well
1: what what are the what are the armstrong boys what are they wearing if we had to lay odds for what what the costumes are going to be for the armstrong kids. well
0: my second my second boy he loves costumes and he will dress up every day i think today he was a ninja of sorts let's go um he was wolverine first so he had a change right before we leave it always happens yeah So we have a lot of superhero costumes. I kind of threw out there that maybe we do like a whole family uh, Mm -hmm. uh, costume thing. That would make me dress up. I don't usually dress up uh, that much, neither does Mama. So, So we'll see. But right now I think we have Catboy. Uh, from PJ masks okay, uh, is one. And, and then I do, I don't know, I'm not sure what the oldest is going to be. So and I think a, a red power ranger uh, for the, for the youngest. So we, we but, have a couple of couple that are locked in and I know that there's definitely subject to change. So you can see those lines change for sure. I don't <laughs> think that that is going to stay, stay put for the next two weeks, but uh, the two and a half points should, it really should stay. And and we're gonna go kind of get to focusing on this game this upcoming Sunday. The commanders head up to the Big Apple. They're gonna take on the Giants. The Giants are not gonna have Daniel Jones. Doesn't look like he's gonna be there. Yeah. Um was able to catch up with Brandon London, the in-game MC, former Giant and former Dolphin, a Super Bowl winner. I don't know why that's not first when he introduces himself. Uh, but he was saying, hey, Daniel Jones is cleared to throw but he's not cleared for contact. So it's like if you think you have the great wall uh, that's going to keep the defensive line off of your quarterback, then he can go out there. Everything other than that, he's not cleared for. So it seems like Tyrod Taylor is going to be the quarterback for the Giants this Sunday.
1: Yeah, there's a lot to break down there, not to mention the Giants offensive line, like you mentioned, is just in shambles. They had to put another guy on IR today, so hopefully Jack Del Rio and those defensive linemen for the commanders are licking their chops. Uh, easier said than done, obviously, but yeah, we're going to see most likely Tyrod Taylor. We're recording this at 1.30 Eastern on Thursday, so a very... I'd be shocked to see Daniel Jones coming out there, and I know that he's got to be upset about that because for some reason he just dominates the commanders. He is 5-1-1, one and one, I think I heard. Um, so he, he's probably upset that he's missing a, a chance at a very realistic W. But they got to go up against Tyrod Taylor, a, a, a wily vet, a guy that's been on a couple different teams that has gotten the job done. So he's no slouch in and of himself. I don't think – you know, from a from a game plan standpoint, I don't think that that really puts the Giants in too much of a um, scramble to figure out a game plan. I think Tyrod Taylor is the the ultimate pro can figure it out. And man, they took they took the bills to the brink there on Sunday night football. So despite the record, you and I couldn't believe that they're one in five. It has been that bad for the Giants. Uh, every week is a new week and you never know what you're going to get.
0: You don't know what you're going to get, but what you can guarantee is going to show up is that you're going to have a, a strong dose of Saquon Barkley. That's going to happen. And you're going to have to make sure you circle where 26 is every single time and, and try to negate what he's able to do. Because, frankly, him running the ball is then going to transition into play action, passing happen. And then, as you've seen from recent weeks, last week, when the Falcons traded for Van Jefferson, and the meme on social media was, well, they're not even going to use him. Then insert him against the uh, the, the commanders, and what do they do? Start going over the top, throwing the deep balls. They were they,
1: that close to connecting.
0: <laughs> that close. Almost got one. And that is, it's starting to become a trend where teams get on to a good stride whenever they play the commanders. So, look, Jalen Hyatt is a guy that could benefit from some play action passes. And you think about the commander secondary, a lot of the safeties are out. They you don't know, have all of their guys in there, and there's still some some communication that you know is obviously lacking in a few spots. So you got to watch the play action that's coming off of this running game with Saquon Barkley. This is this is a dangerous game. This is this is one of the ones that I think could be a shootout. I really
1: do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you said thirty-seven and a half. I was kind of surprised by that. I mean. It wouldn't surprise me if this was a 21-17 game. That's not even a shootout, but that's 38 right there, and that that yeah. hits the over. I mean, I could absolutely see these teams playing to something like that, like a 24-21, 27-24. I feel like it always is kind of like that for the most part. And you're absolutely right. I have bad visions of Darius Slayton kind of running by. Now they got a new guy in Jalen Hyatt. and We haven't even mentioned Darren Waller, who's been one of the top five tight ends in the league when he's been healthy. And uh, he has absolutely been involved in their passing game. So a lot of weapons that this uh, they they have to be frustrated that they're one in five. And what better way to take that frustration out on than a team that they've had success with? Talking about the Giants versus the Commanders. Yeah. Um, you know, last year they they. 1-1 on Sunday Night Football at the end of the year, and they, they had tied a couple weeks earlier. So the the Giants have to be thinking, similar to the Falcons last week, that as much as the Commanders are thinking this is a get-right game, the Giants might be thinking the same way, and you, you absolutely can't take it for granted, and you can't expect to go out there and just have this team roll over.
0: Not at all. You're six games in, and the NFC East, obviously the lead dog are the Eagles 5-1, and Then the Cowboys 4-2, and two, Commanders 3-3. Three and three. I mean, for what it's worth, you know, this is probably a good turning point for both of these teams. You know, uh, New York's going to have a much longer road up. Uh, And the commanders, I mean, they're sitting three and three. This is probably what you thought. I would have loved to see them sitting at four and two at this point uh, of the year. But this is a game for me where the commanders have to really build on the momentum from beating Atlanta. And they they really have to start putting one foot in front of the other. They can't mm-hmm. afford to take any misstep because I get the feeling that you know Ron Rivera and Crew understand that hey, they have a chance to maybe maybe sneak into a wild card. You yeah. know what they're being the seven spots now, so it's a realistic thing to make it into the playoffs. He seems to be wanting to play uh, play for his job, coach for his job, and wants to be involved with this organization and and not get not get sent off you know mid season. So I, I think this team should show up well against this giant squad
1: yeah second uh division game i think for uh both teams so the rest of the division schedule is still in front of them and you never know what can happen those nfc east games i, I know the old saying is for rivalry games you throw the records out the window but i don't know if that's yeah. any more true than it is in the nfc east these guys love to beat each other no matter what the situation is so you're absolutely right um a, a lot to play for here um, I got, I get nervous, though, because the last time we said that they, they should beat this team, they should get some momentum going, was coming off a tight loss to the Eagles, which you absolutely could have won. You took them to overtime. You could have gone for, you know, we know all about that. And yeah. then you're on a short week. You're like, OK, here comes Chicago. Here's a chance to build on some of the positives. And you got your doors blown off on Thursday night football. So I, I'm, I'm pumping the brakes. I'm not as confident as I think I would be against a one in five team. As you mentioned, coming off a big win in Atlanta, you're going on the road, uh, you know, New York fans are crazy. They're, they're going to make some noise there despite the fact that their team is not doing well. So I'm a little nervous. I'll, I'll say it. I'm a little nervous, but I think what the commanders did in Atlanta and what we've seen them do at different points, yeah. I, I think they can absolutely get this, get this job done.
0: I agree. I agree. A couple of things that have me nervous and I think that the commanders need to key on on the offensive side to make sure that they negate from that Giants defense is number one. Don't let number five get rolling again. Mm -hmm. That happened last year where going into the game and we're like, I haven't heard much from Kayvon Thibodeau and people try to throw that B word around and then he went off against the Commanders, and then he went on a roll for the rest of that season as well. Don't need that to happen this week. You know, the offensive line, they've had their woes. They've given up their sacks, and Sam Howell's done a good job of getting the ball out of his hands quicker. And you say that, hey, he needs to get the ball out of his hands faster. Well, he, he does a good job of it when everything is going well. Mm-hmm. What happens is defenses and veteran uh, defensive coordinators are starting to throw unique looks at him. What I expect to happen from Wink Martindale's Giants defense is a lot of blitzes. They're going to find ways to give Sam Howell different looks to confuse him and slow down his processing speed. Whenever that happens, that's when he gets in trouble in the pocket. But Whenever he's in rhythm and he can see it and fling it and he's able to just operate almost on autopilot, he's a very, very capable quarterback. So how will they handle this pressure? How are they going to help Sam get the ball out of his hands quickly to negate that pass rush from Kayvon Thibodeau and the crew?
1: personally i'm hoping that they involve the screen game i think they've done a really good job when they have uh when they've implemented it in situations we saw brian robinson i don't know if you'd call it a screen it kind of looked like a screen he scored on it kind of felt like a, that
0: was a screen that was a yeah, screen
1: i kind of liked it it kind of looked like oh i'm scrambling i don't have anything going on but it was a, a to set up the screen the whole time so something like that you, you have to think that teams going up against the commanders are licking their chops. You know, the the best way to get your pass rush going is to go up against the commanders, and you're right. So if they can use some of that aggression, some of that, um, uh, you know, some of that uh, against them and, and throw some of these screens, get them to back off a little bit, maybe Sam Howe can stay a little bit cleaner. So I'm curious yeah. to see if they can involve Brian Robinson in the screen game and, and a couple other guys as well and, and maybe use that to diffuse the, the bomb that is Kayvon Thibodeau.
0: Now, once you get past that front, and then you think about the linebacker Bobby Okereke, who's gotten his hands on a lot of passes and caused a lot of interceptions, it leads me to what's going to happen in that secondary. Mm-hmm. You got um, you got Deontay Banks, young rookie out of Maryland. He's going to be over there going up against Terry or Jahan and any of those guys. But this crew, I think, is is about ready to 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 go off, and I think Jahan is the guy who's about ready to have a game because continually you find your way, getting the ball back to Terry and then finding creative ways to get the ball to Curtis. But Jahan's been that lone duck who hasn't been able to get a lot of action. He had a touchdown against, against Philly late, um, but you know, and then he had the drop against Atlanta. So you could tell that he's, he needs to get started and get started early. I would love mm-hmm. to see B enemy uh, coach B get Jahan involved early with something nice and easy because he's great after the catch. Right. And Sam is going to deliver the ball well after the catch. And, uh, the quarterback, Cordell Flott, he had said uh, to Brandon London that their key is to just make sure they can get these guys down. They have to be sure to come up and tackle. You have some very shifty receivers uh, in, in Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, and Jahan that are able to make you miss and break some tackles and get a long run after the catch. So I would love to see them get the, get get those guys involved, but not at the – this not 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 to lose their running game. Obviously, they don't yeah. run a, run the ball that much, but those 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 guys should be able to make some plays this game.
1: Well, I think this needs to be a game that they do run the ball because the Giants are second in the league. They're allowing the second most yards per game, one hundred and forty-seven and a half yards per game. Now a lot of. A lot of that is skewed by the Dolphins going for 222, but still the least amount of rushing yards they've allowed this season, I was looking this up, 121 to the Seattle Seahawks. So they can be had. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be the Miami Dolphins. I think they can be had against an average um, rushing attack, and I think Brian Robinson is above – you know, close to average, above average running back. And I think this would be a great chance to feed him. And, And what you said about Saquon Barkley kind of setting up the pass off the play action Maybe that's how you get Jahan Dotson and, and Curtis Samuel and Terry McCourty these yep. uh, these opportunities. A little bit of play action there, maybe get B Rob established early, and then be able to fire off of that. So I really want to see Brian Robinson fed the ball. Um, yep. I don't even, I honestly don't even care if it's running the football. I think he's so dangerous catching the pass, which is something that he's kind of developed here over. Yeah mainly this season maybe it is a, a be enemy thing but him catching the ball and, and running people over has been fun to see so get him involved early and I think I think that could be the catalyst for getting some of those other guys that you mentioned involved as well and, and one other thing you brought up maybe getting some touches early on to Jahan Dotson I think they really focused on that with Terry McLaurin last week in Atlanta I think the they had him in motion they ran a little underneath Uh, Thing to him, maybe the first play of the game. Uh, I can't remember if it was the first quarter or the first half, but he had six targets. You don't need that for Jahan Dotson because you need to spread the ball around. But it wouldn't hurt to get him one, two, three opportunities there on the first couple of drives. So I'm with you. Get get some some positives. Get some shots going through the basket, essentially for for Jahan in this offense.
0: Easy easy layups for Han, man. Get him some easy layups, and then really, if you're able to run the ball and you can stay ahead of the chains, this is a good thing for Eric Biennemi to challenge himself as a play caller to stick to that script and stick to what's working. Uh, you know, not saying that he can't, but this is, this is a point where you're going to have to show, Hey, I am going to run the ball uh, and we are going to lean on it in this situation. And we'll still be able to have some success, but let's flip over to that other side. Now you mentioned uh, a guy that's one of the top players in the league He's pretty much had a slow start to the season in Darren Waller. He's big offseason season acquisition from the Raiders and the guy is a physical specimen. And mm-hmm. as you mentioned the previous week with Kyle Pitts, a, a tight end who is a physical specimen who had very limited action, got some targets in that game against the commanders. I could see Darren Waller getting some action too. So that calls attention to a couple positions. Number one, the linebacker position. And number two, that safety position, because somebody is going to have to be responsible for sticking with Darren Waller and being around him because Tyrod Taylor will find him. He found him often in the game against the Bills, and you just don't want to find him open uh, right. against the commanders because he he's dangerous with the ball in his hands.
1: Yeah, I, I really I kind of wrote that down. I was like, this this might be a similar game plan to what you did last week against Atlanta. I think you're really if you had to rank them, I think you're you were worried about Bajan Robinson. You knew Kyle Pitts and Drake London were right there. I think it's the same thing. I think you got Saquon Barkley, who's done it year in and year out and against this team specifically. And then you got Darren Waller and then you got some receivers that maybe haven't had the best season so far, but can beat you. I'm okay. You know, I don't want Darren Waller to beat me, but I especially don't want Saquon to beat me. So if they can bottle him up and it means a couple more targets for Darren Waller, a la Kyle Pitts last week, I'm okay yeah. with that. But you have to be sound. You have to be sound in, in what you're doing. I think we need another solid game out of Cody Barton, another solid game out of Jamin Davis. When Kaleek Kaleek H- Yeah, when Kaleek Hudson rolls in there, he's got to make some plays like he did last week. And I love seeing Cam Curl. Give a couple shots to Kyle Pitts. I think that 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 really helped last week. And so you're right. Whoever ends up on on Darren Waller has to be ready because he's a uh, he's a receiver in a, a tight end's body, and he can yes, move, sir. and he can run, and he can catch. So you have to be ready. Um, but uh, like I said, if it means a few more targets to him, and that means you're kind of shutting down Saquon, I can live with that. You just can't let him. Uh, get past that first guy or yeah. you, know, you have to be sound and tackling like you have been this season.
0: Yeah. And you know, I mean, you, you got you have to pick your poison. You know, you just have to pick who, who are you going to be the one that will, you know, you'll let them go off if you will. Um, and then you don't want to be 26. Mm-hmm. You just can't let it be Saquon Barkley. There's no way you can show up to the stadium and say, we planned on letting him go crazy today. That ain't going, that ain't going to nope. cut it. Because that's going to, just going to make everything so much easier. One, one thing to, to consider is, will this defensive line be able to bottle up Saquon Barkley with four, or do you need to go into five or start sending some pressures? Because that's going to put you in some one-on-one coverages on the outside. Now, I, think you have the, I think you have some dogs at corner. I think Kendall Fuller's yeah. been playing a, a great season. This year, Benjamin St. Juice has kind of warmed up a little bit over these past couple of games. Have, didn't even get to see Emmanuel Forbes last week, but you saw that the rest of those players were in there having a pretty solid game against the, the Falcons. Sure, they put up some yards, and that that that's going to happen. But the one thing that I thought about was just to consider first down, second down. Since teams are doing such a good job getting the ball out of their hands quickly, you have to play tighter. On that back end, you have to make the quarterback get the ball out quickly and throwing it into a contested place. You cannot allow them to throw wide open slants and stay and stay ahead of the sticks. Being going into third and three, that is a horrible position to be to. You really can't pin your ears back and, and know that it's pass rush. But if it's third and seven plus now, that's when you unleash the beast. That is Montez Sweat. That is Chase Young and the rest of that defensive line. And those guys can go and get after Tyrod Taylor. So staying ahead of the sticks, playing tight on these receivers, because I think you're going to have a matchup that favors the 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 commander secondary. They're going to have to find a way to make it difficult on Tyrod Taylor and slow down Saquon Barkley.
1: I'd like to think my uh, first round picks, my four first round picks on the defensive line, can handle this offense, this makeshift offensive line Mm -hmm. with just the four of them. But I feel like we've said that in the past, and maybe this is a game where you kind of throw the kitchen sink at at Tyrod Taylor, a guy who. Who's been in the league? I mean, you're not gonna fool him. But when you're a little rusty, making your second start in however many years, it's not like Daniel Jones is always missing games. Yeah. Um. Maybe this is the chance for you to to get something going and, and bring something uh, a little uh, something that he hasn't seen. So I, sure. I, while I'd like to see the 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 four guys get after it, I wouldn't mind a, a nicely timed you know Quan Martin off the edge or something to throw them off a bit
0: definitely looking for Quan Martin to get involved and before we get up out of here there's one thing to think about is that the officiating crew I saw that, that. is wa- that is over this game is the same crew that was there that did not call the pass interference uh that happened to Jah- uh, to against Curtis Samuel in yeah. the end zone didn't call that and they also called the like misalignment on Terry to play
1: prior. even though he asked. yeah yeah I was there I saw it I heard it um yeah. Well, and also, of course, the Giants are coming off a a close no call at the end of the Buffalo Bills game. So, you know, this plays out that they're going to get some sort of ticky tack call in their favor. You just hope it's not a a play that that totally affects the end of the game. But I saw that. Hopefully that's not even that's an afterthought when the commanders are up two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. But. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's that's odd. Yeah, at least
0: let's make it, that, it that, that they don't even come into play. That's that's what coaches always say. Hey, if we handle our business. The guys in the black and the white shirts, they won't even be here other than to blow the whistle and tell us when the game is over with. So right. I'm going to say this, let's lock this thing up, man. It's a big game coming up this Sunday. The commanders need to travel on the road, get this big win before they bring it back home. They got a couple of tough opponents coming up down the line and they'll right. see the same team just in, in just a few weeks. So they want to make sure they get off to a good start against this Giants team. But Hey, Brian Murphy, tell the good folks where they can check us out on all the platforms.
1: That's right, at Believe Commanders on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, all that good stuff. And you can uh, hear us, hear us and see us there. And then you can hear us at TuneIn Radio, SiriusXM, Stadium, all your favorite streaming platforms. We appreciate you checking out the show any and every way that you do. Love interacting with you guys. Hit us up on Twitter throughout the game. Love, love chatting a little bit. So appreciate all you guys listening and watching. And, of course, you can see this again on YouTube afterwards
0: yes indeed and also thanks to the good folks over there at bet online use that code y'all believe b-l-e-a-v over there at BetOnline.ag to get that 50 percent welcome bonus and that is all i got that let's is get it out of here let's go get that another is it yes indeed let's stack them up right here team commanders headed up to new york to play the giants two and a half point favorites i'm anthony armstrong that's brian murphy we'll see you guys on the next one have a good one